CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group. Hello, this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Noel Acheson, here with your featured story. On today's show, we're taking a look at crypto positioning against the bigger political backdrop. Just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Today's featured story is by Daniel Kuhn, titled, Vote If You Want, But Remember, Cypherpunks Write Code. We will be using Wondercraft AI Voice for this episode. Vivek Ramaswamy is the latest presidential hopeful with an appeal for the crypto class. Speaking at Mainnet, the New York City-based crypto conference put on by Masari, the breakout Republican candidate said he will soon announce a comprehensive crypto policy framework meant to address current gaps in regulation. And so he may. The mandate is reportedly about three quarters complete. And if the plans are as serious and thoughtful as promised, may Ramaswamy's policies serve as a guiding light for those already in or seeking power. There's a reason he's known as the rights answer to Senator Liz Warren. It has nothing to do with his Indian heritage. And a little wonkism might benefit blockchain's chances on the Hill. On a practical level, thinking about crypto politically is almost certainly a waste of time. And more importantly, once you start basing decisions around what the government will allow in reference to crypto, the game is lost. I'm saying this at a time when the sitting U.S. president has more or less declared war on crypto and when the nation's top regulators are circling the pack, routinely picking off choice targets one by one. I know there are legal threats to crypto's existence in the U.S. and real implications of regulatory indecision. Developers shouldn't fear prison simply for publishing code, but engaging in the political process as a means of ensuring crypto's future is to miss the point of crypto so hard it's almost embarrassing to have to write this column. Crypto doesn't need political support. It just needs to be built in a way that rises above politics. This isn't even an ideological argument. It's the practical reality of blockchain as we know it. Projects that rely on staying in the good graces of regulators, executives, and judges should be assumed dead in the same way a vulnerability in code should be exploited. There's a reason why Bitcoin has stayed around, yet projects like LBRY have been wiped off the map. If a project has a vulnerability, it will be exploited. And all crypto projects are exposed to the vagaries of the law. The Biden administration has undoubtedly been tough on crypto, but there is no reason some future president won't be worse. Gary Gensler was expected to be pro-crypto, and look at how that turned out. If blockchains are truly meant to sustain themselves for centuries, why expose them at all to four-year election cycles? I'm not going to say that the work of elected politicians like Senators Cynthia Lummis and Kirsten Gillibrand, who are advancing some of the most pro-crypto legislation to date, isn't appreciated, or that Representative Tom Emmer isn't a true believer in crypto. 
Lobbyists at the Blockchain Association have argued the short-term success of crypto will be determined by getting pro-crypto butts in seats. However, there is no telling whether pro-crypto politicians or regulations won't do even more damage than crypto's critics and antagonists, like the negative impact that mega-donor Sam Bankman-Fried's preferred set of rules would have had by protecting his likely fraudulent exchange FTX. At least crypto's enemies help crypto cut its teeth. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. These cash settle contracts give full exposure to crypto performance without the hassle of holding the physical position. No digital wallet? No problem. Trade nearly 24-7 in a transparent CFTC-regulated market. Visit cmegroup.com slash crypto to learn more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Crypto already has its political platform sorted out. Whether you call it libertarianism, classical liberalism, or crypto anarchy, universally accessible platforms built privately. It's why crypto appeals to progressives who argue for expansive government programs that are not means tested, as well as conservatives who think Freer markets means freer people. Why go around trying to paint something as wonderfully postmodern as Bitcoin red or blue? Sure, there are a lot of politicians who cynically want to affiliate themselves with crypto's ultra-liberalism, often without doing the work of thinking through what it might mean for their other political concerns. I think today this is a phenomenon primarily on the right, which has Pauls like Ted Cruz and Ron DeSantis tilting at the windmills of non-existent CBDCs. It's telling that the MAGA-aligned Ramaswamy is willing to break with the Donald's unerring support of the U.S. dollar. Many Bitcoiners are deep-pocketed and think problems can be solved by throwing money at it. But isn't it a little sad that all Ramaswamy had to do was announce an unfinished set of rules and make fun of the alphabet soup of federal regulators to emerge as one of the most pro-crypto polls in the field? Lastly, I didn't feel it necessary to debunk Ramaswamy's other non-crypto related views, of which many are contemptible, like the anti-democratic idea of raising the voting age. Because like the other presidential hopefuls most aligned with Bitcoin, like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he has a snowball's chance in hell. Crypto is already associated with cranks and Ramaswamy may yet have a political future. But at a certain point, the single issue voters may have to wonder about the company they keep. I mean, vote if you want to, but remember, cypherpunks write code. Like what you are hearing? Head over to coindesk.com slash markets for more. We will see you tomorrow. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Michelle Musso, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.